He's handsome and smart. A true blue Jetson Knights fan. A part of Australia's Hollywood royalty. From General Hospital to Occupation Rainfall, NCIS LA to All Saints. Newcastle Live Radio's very own Nova Castrian in Hollywood. It's time to cross to LA to catch up with Zach Garrod. It is time to cross to LA. Good afternoon, Zach Garrett. How are you? Good afternoon, Tracy. I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And mind you, it's starting to come over a little bit overcast uh, down here, so I bet it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon in uh, in LA, is it? <laughs> it's, it's 36 degrees and, and hot oh. as buggery. It is. It has been, like, it has been summer <laughs> in every sense of the word uh, for the last few days. It's been pretty hot and pretty uh, pretty resounding. So, um, yeah, we wouldn't mind a bit, of, uh, a bit of rain. We actually had thunder and lightning here this week on Wednesday, what? Uh, of, all, of all things. Yeah. And it's weird when it, when it storms in Los Angeles. It has this sort of Michael Bay feel to it. Um, and whenever there's a flash of something and then a rumble of something, thunder and lightning is like seventh or eighth on the list of possibilities before people go, oh, it's a storm, you know? <laughs> it, it's, it's not a terrorist attack. It's not, uh, it's not an earthquake. Yeah, you, you've got fun yeah. over there, haven't you? Now, did you get up exactly. and watch the, uh, yeah. the State of Origin last night? No, I missed it this morning. We had a, I had a, I had a pretty busy week this week, so I didn't have a chance to get up and watch. But I'm, I'm sort of disappointed that I didn't because it was a, a resounding result. Oh, just a little bit, mind you. You only had to watch, watch a little bit of the second half, and it was, you know, it was done and dusted. Oh, look! It's very comforting to see it on, on the back of, uh, on the back of the disappointment in Sydney. And yeah, it's always whenever we go to Brisbane, there's always that moment where you kind of go, yes, we can do this. But it's Brisbane. Like, I know. Like, how fired up will the Queenslanders be? But look, Nathan Cleary is such a great... Jerome Luai, they're, they're such wonderful halfbacks in 5'8". So, oh, I, I have my hopes. I have my hopes, Tracy. Fingers crossed. It's uh, History's not on our side, but uh, you know what? We can change history. It's there It's there to be changed, <laughs> which is a perfect is segue. History? Yes, yeah. it's a perfect segue. <laughs> uh, now, one of the world's most famous dystopian <laughs> writers has warned that her fictional work is fast becoming a reality in the US yeah. after uh, mm. the Supreme Court scrapped laws protecting a woman's ability to abort an unwanted pregnancy. Now, obviously, this came out uh, late Friday, our time. It uh, it has mm. sent shockwaves through the US. Yeah, I think on your point about history, it's uh, we're here. It's it's a precedent, and it's also to be erased. Apparently. Um, it, it's, a, it's a strange contradiction coming out of a very uh, turbulent um, executive, legislative arm of the United States, the Supreme Court. It's just horrendous. And yes, Margaret Atwood, who wrote The Handmaid's Tale, which, uh, which we read in high school and, of course, has been turned into a, a multiple Emmy award-winning series starring a, a wonderful Australian actress, Yvonne Strahovski, um, she has said that we are another step t- closer to her dystopic, uh, dystopic capital, uh, dystopic country, I should say, Galeed, in those books, it, it's um, it, it, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. It happened very early in the morning here when the announcement came through, and I actually received the, the notification from the ABC. I was at the gym with some friends, um, and Allison and, and everybody else, and there was just a shock when when people saw it. Like all pretty much at the same time, they just couldn't believe it. Even with the leaked memo from Justice Alito, which came out at the end of May, which was indicating pretty strongly mm. that the conservative majority of the bench were going to repeal Roe versus Wade. So now we're entering into a phase where on Thursday, uh, women had more rights in America than they had on Friday. And that's not hyperbole. 
That's a fact. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Now, there has been, uh, we've seen protests across the country, both pro and against uh, what happened. Um, How is it, how's LA? I mean, LA is a very, um, you know, you're far from a conservative area. You are very progressive in in how you do things in California. How's California reacted to this? Not nearly as incendiary as other places across America. I mean, obviously, Washington, D.C. in particular is being picketed very heavily. Um, But there are pockets of protests all around Hollywood, West Hollywood, and parts of downtown. Jodie Sweetin, actually one of the actresses at Full House, was at a protest, and she was actually just uh, assaulted by the police down there in some pretty extraordinary footage, which has just come out. And really troubling stuff. Like, just the the way the LAPD handle these things is always so aggressive. It's an appalling an appalling conduct, and it's very problematic. So, look, the, the, the understanding across L.A. is basically just, it's just empathy and sympathy mm-hmm. for people in all these states that had the trigger laws go into effect. Gavin Newsom, our governor, came out straight away and said people are welcome to come here and have uh, reproductive, uh, pr- reproductive procedures and abortions if necessary. We will take care of it. And, of course, the vast majority of California-based studios, Disney being amongst them, have said they will fly their employees to states to have procedures as needed if necessary. So this is where the schism is going to begin to occur. Mm. Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Louisiana, South and North Dakota have already got trigger mechanisms in effect, which basically outlaws abortion from yesterday, more or less. Um, We should also want this to be very, very clear to people as well in Australia. Those states that I mentioned, they are amongst the top 10 states for um, infant mortality, and for maternal mortality. Mississippi, Louisiana, and Arkansas have the leading, uh, leading deaths per capita of uh, infants in the United States, and they're also in the top 10 for maternal mortality. So this is just going to pile on stress and pressure on a system that is already not prepared to handle these kinds of things. Now, we obviously talk about health care a lot in, in our conversations because mm. it's one of the leading issues here in the United States. And this is just going to further isolate people in poorer communities, rural communities, places where already contraception and reproductive health care is already a serious issue, generally driven by dogmatic practices. The other really interesting uh, part of that whole address was buried on page 119 of the final judgment. Justice Thomas wrote that the the court should reconsider other past rulings that afford Americans certain rights. Now, he's, he's referenced cases that guarantee access to contraception, the legalizing of same sex relationships and same-sex marriage. He's saying that, that the Supreme Court needs to look at these three instances as well. I just, I can't believe that this is happening over there. You're talking about a complete erosion of human rights as it stands. As it stands, the United States has taken a step back on human rights. What you just referenced then was, of course, uh, the, the consenting decision from Justice Clarence Thomas, who already has found himself in many, many issues uh, with his wife, Jenny, who we've talked often about on the show, being involved in trying to overturn the January 6th, uh, sorry, the the November election, and of course was a part of the January 6th insurrection remotely by conversing and making suggestions about sending people to Guantanamo Bay, for example. So these are people at the precipice of American legislation. Clarence Thomas was basically being totally transparent there. He was saying that we are striking this law down based around privacy. Now, these are literal interpretations of the Constitution. Amy Coney Barrett, Justice Alito, and Clarence Thomas are all uh, originalists. They believe that the Constitution is sacrosanct 
And as the Constitution is written, is how law should apply. So because abortion does not literally appear in the Constitution, it shouldn't have any place in society. Likewise, gay marriage. Likewise, contraception. They all think because it's not in a document that was written in the 1790s, like nearly 200 years ago from next week, funnily enough. Uh, it shouldn't have any place within the United States. Um, so th- th- that's the crux of this. Now, of course, Roe versus Wade was around privacy. What people do in their own lives, medical practice, is their own business. Likewise, Obergefell, which is about gay marriage. Likewise, Loving versus Virginia, which is about white people being able to marry African-American people and vice versa, which Clarence Thomas conveniently left out because he's married to a white woman. Yes, there is that. Yes. <laughs> Yes, so he's basically saying if we are going to strike down Roe versus Wade, which of course the conservative justices wanted to do, Kavanaugh included and Gorsuch, we need to revisit all of these precedents that are based around the principle of privacy and we know do not literally appear within the Constitution. This is the slippery slope that the United States has found itself on. It's been building in this direction for some time, and for quite a while, a lot of people have been saying, this is what, this is what Mitch McConnell and other conservatives mm. have endeavoured to do for some time. Now this is it in action. It is. Uh, it's so scary that uh, it's more important to uh, to have legislation and rules over a, a woman's uterus than it is to control guns over there. I, I just I cannot yeah. understand that. Now you're very familiar, obviously, with what's happening in California, and you're also familiar with what's happening in Alabama. Tell me how these two yeah. states differ, and, and what what will the next uh, few weeks and months look like? Well, straight up, uh, doctors and people working in the OBGYN. Um, sector and also reproductive healthcare sector can face up to life in prison for performing an abortion. As of now, medically induced abortions, so for things like ectopic pregnancies and those types of conditions are not, yeah, well, ectopic pregnancies are not considered abortions. So as of now, they are protected to a Mm. degree, but accessing one is different. Rape, however, and incest, as you mentioned there, is not covered under that practice. So as of now, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, North South Dakota, uh, and I think Louisiana, if I haven't said it already, will force women to carry two term a pregnancy, even if it is the result of assault. So that's what they're looking at here in these states. And then, of course, Texas already has an extremely strict six-week abortion ban. So you cannot get an abortion past six weeks, which is, of course, when most women don't even know they're pregnant. 93% of abortions in the United States occur around week 13 or in between sort of week 8, week 13 in that in that zone. So week 6 is, of course, absolutely certain. We already know that in Texas there are hotlines in Texas to dob people in who have either had an abortion or a doctor who has performed an abortion after the six-week ban. Now, this is the big moral, this is the big question that's being asked now. Georgia and Atlanta will be where only two weeks ago. It's home to a lot of production, Disney, Marvel, they shoot a lot of stuff there. If a if an employee of Disney needs to leave Atlanta to go and have a termination in California, when they return to Atlanta, should Georgia implement some of these strict laws, which is hard to say with Georgia, will that person face criminal mm-hmm. prosecution? Furthermore, Texas could technically sue California for permitting people to go over there to have procedures as necessary. Because people from Texas were going to Oklahoma for abortions when Texas introduced the six-week outlaw, the six-week rule. So this is the thing, this is the point we need to hammer home. This does not eliminate abortions. This does not outlaw abortions. It outlaws 
safe abortion. abortions. Yeah, that's exactly right. I just don't, I don't understand how it's possible for nine people in black robes to, t- to declare this illegal, then leave it up to the various states to set their own rules. There is that's exactly. the United States yeah. of America is no longer united in any way, shape or form. It's exactly right. It's, it's, it's become completely fractious. I mean, it was all, we already saw it with the January 6th insurrection. And again, we must stress, this is a minority of the country. Mm. Only 30% of this country believes that abortion should be illegal completely. Upwards of 83% believe they should be completely legal and accessible in most circumstances. So this is ridiculous. It goes completely against the popular, con- the, the popular beliefs of the electorate and of the population here. Now, we're, we're in this... We're in this very strange phase now where the Democrats, of course, headed up by President Joe Biden, have people like AOC and Bernie Sanders saying, we need to make some changes legislatively within the Congress to make sure that these laws are codified, because if someone like Ron DeSantis gets in, who has been banning books, mathematics textbooks in Florida, and of course passed the Don't, Go, the Don't Say Gay bill, if he gets into the White House and they, the GFP has the Senate and the Congress, we're in deep trouble, because Mary Miller I don't, know, I don't know if you and I brought this up uh, over the weekend. Mary Miller is a congresswoman from the 15th District of Illinois. She said at a Trump rally yesterday that this was a victory for white life. These are the wow. type of people we're dealing with. It's just unbelievable. Now, you have had some changes to, uh, to some of the gun laws over there. Some good, some bad. Tell me what's been going on there. This is the other thing, too, that, that con- the Congress just passed the most comprehensive gun safety reform package for quite some time. Uh, people can't buy a gun if you're under the age of 21. Assault rifles are limited. Further background checks, psychological checks, all those kinds of things were just passed by the Congress. Again, great, but still very limited in their scope because the states will have to implement it. Mm. Because, now remember this, the Roe versus Wade decision was struck down because the Supreme Court believes the states have the right to decide when it comes to abortions. When it comes to gun control, they struck down a 105-year-old statute in the state of New York which stated that you could not carry a weapon on your person without special permit, police, mm. military, security, things like that. The Supreme Court struck that down because they thought that it contravened the Second Amendment. <laughs> so now... Americans have a constitutional right to open carry weapons across the United States. So when it comes to abortion, the states can regulate as they want. But when it comes to the Second Amendment, oh, no, 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 that's a constitutional right. And as we discussed after Uvalde's shooting only six weeks ago, the most significant decisions around the Second Amendment have only occurred from about 2008 onwards. Up until then, the states regulated all their own gun control. Now... They're putting it once again in the literal interpretation of the Constitution, which these judges deem sacrosanct. Where to from here, Zach? It, it must just be such a horrible place to be in at the moment to to, it, to be having having this the, just it, the the value of human right of life. Apparently, it, it it doesn't matter once you're out of the womb, but it matters when you're in the womb. Like this is just craziness. It, and, and further to that, Tracy, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was running as a Republican primary in Ohio, I think, said at her Repub- at her rally that women that, that children should be as safe in the room in the womb now as they are in a classroom. She said this at a rally. This is how that these people just they, they don't. I, I don't. I, I genuinely think that they just do this just to rev people up, just to stir people up, and just to be belligerent because you cannot 
be that thick. You cannot be that morally bereft. I just do not comprehend this at all. So this is the problem that the Biden administration are now finding themselves in. They have a hostile legislative arm. They have a hostile Republican base and a hostile Trump base, as well as trying to run a country right now which is experiencing inflation and huge cost of living pressures. And now women have just been told in a lot of these states that if you fall pregnant, you have no choice whatsoever. Contraception is always, diffi- always already difficult to come by in a lot of these places as well. You know, when you go to Alabama and North Carolina and Georgia, condoms and contraception are kept behind a locked cabinet. So you can't just take them and go and put them through the self-serve checkout and go through. No, you've got to push the button. Someone's got to come along with a key and take it with you. Compare that to West Hollywood, where they literally have bowls of them in, in nightclubs. Are you serious? You know, other places around Hollywood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you just need... I learned more about 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 reproduction, uh, reproductive safety and the reproduction system in Catholic school in Australia emphatically and broadly than Alison did in her 12, in her 12 years of study in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So th- this is the divide that, I mean, it was already a serious uh, cultural divide in many ways, and of course driven mostly by religion, but now it's becoming legislative. And when it falls into legislative territory, that's when you start to see these serious schisms occur in the, in the unity of the country. What do you see coming? Well, basically, you're going to see a lot of poor... Like, abortions will still occur. What you're going to see is a lot of poor women and, and mostly African-American women in parts of Louisiana because they're overrepresented in, um, in maternal mortality rates. Around 35% of, uh, of maternal deaths are African-American women, places like Louisiana, Mississippi. You're going to see an increase in deaths in that case. You're going to see an increase in carrying to term of children who also have no support when they leave the womb. They've got no support to go to school. They've got no support... Uh, for food, they've got no support to get to college, for example. So you're going to see a, a, a bigger gap between the wealth and the poor in this country. Now, we already know, Ms. Ellison has plenty of stories of wealthy families in Alabama ducking over the border to Georgia for a procedure. So it still occurs across all spectrums of society. The difference is the people who need it the most can no longer access it. So women who have ectopic pregnancies, who perhaps have any sort of complication with their pregnancy, will not be able to access it because there is no way in hell a private health company is going to cover, is going to provide reproductive health insurance in any of these states either. So we're going to see mortality for women go up. We're going to see uh, possibly legislative action between the states, Texas suing California, things like that, for example, for allowing their citizens to go and have an abortion. So it's, it's a very strange state of affairs right now. And you have Republican nominees running on a, on a, uh, on a grounding, of, sorry, on a policy of divisiveness. You know, the, the, the election was questionable with Biden. They questioned democracy. They questioned the very bedrock the United States is built upon, but believe the Constitution is sacrosanct. So it's very, very strange. And it's, it's quite a, a hostile time. It really is. I just, uh, I, I just can't come to grips with it. I really can't. You, you know, you are the power of civilization. You are, uh, you are the strength of everything. And yet, this is, uh, this is what we've, we've got to now in the, uh, in the US. It's, uh, it's just horrendous. Yeah. Listen, my friend, you stay safe over there, and uh, no doubt there will be lots and lots of news coming out of the US over the next uh, seven days. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you next week. Indeed, Trace. We'll keep an eye on it. And um, yeah, thanks very much. Stay safe. Thanks, mate. You Bye, too. mate. That is Zach Garrett joining us live from LA. What do you think about that? What is going on in the US? As uh, as Stephen King said on his uh, 
on his Twitter page over the uh, over the last few days. Welcome to The Handmaid's Tale. This is the US in 2022. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 to midday, only on Newcastle Live.